Good morning. I'm Dr. William T. Choctaw. Welcome to our Healthy, Wealth, and Wise podcast. As always, we are delighted to have you with us. And each month, we strive to provide you, our listeners, with mental, physical, and spiritual strength by giving you actionable advice, tips, guidance, and information to help you achieve your own personal, professional, and spiritual goals. We consider the health of your mind, body, and spirit paramount as a single unit that provides a cumulative strength greater than the individual parts to strengthen the whole person. This part of our leadership, this is part of our leadership masterclass series, and it is based on my 50 years of practice as a physician, as a general surgeon, and my 75 years of experience in life. And so please come with us and enjoy. Today, we're going to talk about a very fascinating topic, honest aging in the second half of life, what you need to know. Honest aging in the second half of life, what you need to know. Why is this important? Well, think about it. If you are, I'm going to say, 60 and older, you're beginning uh, a probably accelerated uh, or a noticeable aging process. And maybe you're less than 60, but maybe your parents are over 60, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, individuals you work with uh, in your on your job or socialize with. Aging is all around us. And I believe it's important that we understand what it is um, and be able to help those individuals who are going through it at their own individual stage. As always, I like to start off with my beliefs. Now, the purpose of my beliefs is really to give you the why of every podcast. This is our why, W-H-Y, of every podcast. I believe that life is about being of service to others. So we do these podcasts because we want to help somebody else. We want to help others. I believe knowledge is power. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired um, and you want to change things, increase your knowledge, your knowledge or your skill set in some area. And thirdly, I believe leaders can change the world. Once you become more knowledgeable, once you become focused on helping others, that's when our world begins to change. As always, we like to put up an outline, and the purpose of the outline is to let you know <clears throat> what we're going to talk about, and as importantly, when we're just about done. So we're going to talk about uh, aging, and we're going to define aging and go from baby boomers all the way uh, back uh, to Gen Z. Uh, we're going to look at the eight uh, different types of aging, normal types of aging. Uh, we're going to review uh, adjustments one can make uh, to improve that aging process that we're all going through. We're just going through it at different stages. Um, and as a part of that, I always like to give you a reference that you can do additional research and additional reading on a particular topic. And we'll, we'll give you specific information about the extraordinary work of one of the physicians at the uh, Mount Sinai School of Medicine. This podcast also is a part of what I call masterclass medicine, masterclass medicine. Uh, there are two parts to this. One is the podcast that we're doing now, 
And also, we do a separate monthly uh, live podcast, a uh, live uh, lecture on various health-related issues. And this is a part of that process. As always, I like to mention that uh, the only requirement, other than you uh, participating and, and uh, being involved, is that we want you to use your uh, smartphone. Uh, I figure that probably at least 90% of you have one or certainly have access to one. And the purpose of that is that we consider smartphones uh, to be academic hand computers. So it's really a computer that you carry around with you. Um, and um, that's a telephone, but it has so many other different properties. It doesn't matter which brand you have. They're pretty much all the same. Uh, but we want you to be able to use this product uh, to look up things, to expand your knowledge and expand your skill set, uh, as it were. So let's look at the definition of aging. What exactly is aging? And when we talk about people getting older or not, what, what are we really talking about? Well, this is both an opportunity and a challenge, because it really depends on um, where you are in your process of growing older uh, in life. But for our purposes today, when I talk about aging or older, I'm, I'm talking about 60 years of age and older. Now, I know, I know there are a lot of you very, very young 60-year-olds out there are saying, I am not old. Do not put me in that category. I do understand that. And please understand, this is only for the point of reference. So I, I had to pick a number. And so the number that I'm looking at is 60 years of age and older. And indeed, some of the symptoms that we're going to talk about today are most noticeable in individuals who are 75 to 85 years of age and older. But in general, for our purposes today, uh, we're talking about 60 years of age and older. Some extraordinary work uh, has been done, uh, as I mentioned earlier, by a physician at Mount Sinai. And this is Dr. Roseanne Leipzig. Uh, she's an MD, PhD, and she is vice chair of the Department of Geriatrics at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York. Um, now, many times, uh, one of the things I always like to say is that we want you to think like doctors with these podcasts. Um, and as, as physicians or in life, most of us are very, very familiar with the basic uh, subspecialties, such as um, surgery and internal medicine and cardiology and uh, pulmonology, um, primary care, OBGYN, pediatrics. But quite honestly, most of us probably are not as familiar with geriatrics. Yes, geriatrics is a specialty, uh, and it is a specialty that is specifically designed to deal with the mental, physical, and health problems uh, of older patients, geriatrics. Now, why is that important? That's important is that, as many social scientists know, the population now, or the largest single population uh, of individuals over 60 or 65 are called baby boomers. These are individuals who were born in the late 40s and early 50s. Uh, and so we have more elderly patients potentially, than ever um, in the history of our country. Um, and so it's important then for us to learn and be able to uh, treat these patients appropriately. And again, when I say 
older or elderly, uh, forgive me, but I'm talking about 60 years of age and older. So geriatrics is a very, very important uh, topic, and it's a very, very important specialty. And like with all other areas of healthcare, our knowledge and our ability and our expertise grows over time. Um, the surgery that one is able to, to do today, say general surgeon, I'm a general surgeon with the robotics and on and on and on, did not exist 30 years ago. Um, so like in other areas, be it pediatrics, be it geriatrics, we continue to grow and we continue to get better as clinicians and how we care for these patients. And indeed, much of what we're going to talk about today um, is in the area of geriatrics. And Dr. Leipzig, I might add, has written a book called Honest Aging. So just Google that or put that in your search engine or however you look up stuff. Um, um, and you can get additional information about um, uh, aging and what's involved with that. Uh, but some of the information that we're going to talk about today comes from that and other sources. So if we look at what we call honest aging, this is what Dr. Leipzig calls it. Uh, it's sort of looking at aging honestly and thoroughly as compared to more superficially. And the first part of honest aging is to be able to understand and overcome negatives about growing older. Negatives about growing older. And what, what's the big negative about growing older? One is that we all tend to oversimplify. All old people are this. Old people can't use computers. Old people can't do this and can't do that. Now, there may be some truth to some of that, but it is variable, is my point. Um, and sometimes a 65-year-old can use a computer as well as a 15-year-old. A lot of it depends on exposure. It depends on experience. Um, it depends on access, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in general, we just want to avoid oversimplification overall, uh, in general, for anything, but specifically for the elderly. So when you say, well, all old people can't do this, or all elderly can't do this, stop yourself and analyze exactly what you're saying. Another part of honest aging is to help others uh, to adapt to the new normal of aging. I always like to say the only constant in life is change. And change occurs every single day. It does not matter whether you like it or not. Change will occur, whether it's change from the pandemic or it's change from artificial intelligence or it's change from whatever. Change occurs every single day. If you have children um, uh, and over the years you watch them change as they've grown up. Um, so it's one of those things that we need to become comfortable with and we need to be able to uh, adapt to so that we can grow along with change. But there is a new normal with aging, and part of that new normal is understanding what happens to the body, mind, and spirit as we get older, and how we can mitigate uh, problems um, and make sure that we age healthy. Um, and when I'm talking about aging, I'm talking about the second half of life, we like to say. And the third part of honest aging is how to have an engaged, enjoyable, and meaningful life. Well, let's talk about some things about aging that we need to recognize. Aging alters, alters people over time, and that makes sense, right? As we get older, we change. If you doubt that, you look in the mirror, um, and remember when you looked in the mirror 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, right? 
Uh, or again, we can look at our children and our grandchildren uh, over the years and we can see those changes. Um, um, aging also is a long period shaped by individuals' economic, social circumstances, behaviors, and neighborhoods. We are products of our past experiences, both physical and psychological. What does that mean? If you grew up a certain way or in a certain neighborhood, whatever your haves and have-nots were, those things were part of your, your personality and, and your belief systems, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, most hopefully were positive, but some might be negative. So an important part of aging is to make sure um, that our beliefs are positive beliefs that help us to stay healthy. But we're all products of our environment. We're all products of our past experiences. And that's why we're different. That's why uh, all 60-year-olds are not created equal. All 70-year-olds are not created equal. All 80-year-olds are not created equal. So we do not engage, we do not want to engage in needless oversimplification, but treat each individual uniquely as he or she is. And thirdly, um, our older psychological issues later in life don't follow a well-charted, predetermined path. In spite of all of our knowledge in medicine, we still don't understand a lot that's involved with aging. And individuals who tell you they have all the answers are not being honest with you. Ignore them. Um, so my process, my point is that this is a continuous process, and we continue to learn and we continue to grow. So think about that uh, as you deal with older individuals around you. If you are not in that group, I, I suspect that you are surrounded by individuals who are. And you may very well be able to be more supportive, more therapeutic, more engaging, uh, more helpful to these individuals as they go down this path that you've not yet approached. So there are some predictable um changes that occur with aging. And again, uh, some of the things that affect, obviously, aging and what happens to us, say, at 20 as compared to at 60, uh, can to be uh, uh, medical conditions. If we've had any injuries, uh, if we've had any diseases, if we have any uh, um, major medical issues, if we're born with certain medical issues, these things all affect us differently uh, when we're 20 years old as compared to when we're 40 years old as compared to when we're 60 or 70 years old. Um, um, and many times things don't occur in a very predictable sequence. Uh, also, uh, you may be in a car accident at 50, which may affect um, how you then are able to um, uh, grow and develop and operate uh, within a certain environment as compared to what happened before. So my point very simply is um, there are changes that occur. Those changes implement or affect how we change subsequently. The previous changes affect the uh, later changes uh, and actions of how we age. One of the areas that everyone deals with or thinks about, certainly when you get to 60 years of age, and older is forgetfulness or memory loss. And frequently the question comes up is, oh my goodness, I I I I lost my keys again. And is is this is this dementia? Is it it, you know, um what 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 does this mean? Is this is this a major problem? 
Well, let's take a look at that. So what, what is memory loss? Let's start with the basic and, and the, the most fundamental and the most simple. Normal forgetfulness. Normal forgetfulness. We all forget. And I'll just say adults. We all forget. Uh, yes, as we get older, that forgetfulness may very well increase. The 40-year-old may not have as much forgetfulness as the 60-year-old. And likewise, the 60-year-old may not have as much forgetfulness as the 75 or the 80-year-old. But my point is, hence the term, forgetfulness is normal. It is not a dementia. It is not Alzheimer's. So how do you know the difference? Well, losing things often is, is not a problem. Um, uh, forgetting to go to important events or appointments, again, is normal forgetfulness. Uh, having trouble coming up with desired words um, um, uh, uh, with other people the same age is normal forgetfulness. It is not a disease. It is not an illness. Um, it is not dementia. So what is dementia? D-E-M-E-N-T-I-A, dementia. Uh, dementia is a group of symptoms that affect memory, thinking, and social abilities to the extent that they interfere with our daily life, right? A dementia, which is in the brain, the brain is, is, is the area of the body that is responsible for memory and, and things associated with memory. Um, uh, but it is a, but dementia is a, a group of symptoms within the brain that affect memory, thinking, and social ability. Memory, again, is the ability to recall, right? Thinking is what we call cognition. Um, I have to drive to the store, so I need to think in terms of which way do I go to drive to the store. That's what thinking is in cognition. And then social abilities, how we interact with others. Um, uh, it is not uncommon sometimes as individuals begin to age is their personality may change. Um, they may be more abrupt, uh, more less able to interact with others in a social and a relaxed uh, manner. Uh, this may be a sign of early dementia. It's not uncommon. So what, what are some ways, and to look at this a different, uh, uh, from a different perspective, what are some ways that older or aging individuals are different from younger individuals, okay? So let's look at eight particularly different areas. First, older people present with different symptoms than younger people when they become ill. This is very important. Um, certainly, this was highlighted by the whole COVID situation over the last few years, whereas the mortality rate or the hospitalization rate was much greater when COVID affects someone older as compared to someone who's younger. And that makes sense. Uh, theoretically, the younger person is healthier. The body is more effective in fighting injury, in, in, I mean, fighting disease. But as you get older, those processes begin to slow and begin to be more effective, uh, to be less effective. So it's important to understand is that as we get older um, um, and we get ill, those symptoms, which make sense, affect us more than individuals who are younger. Uh, and for that reason is, then if you are in share a home or you around elderly individuals a lot or older people a lot in your family or friends or associates, uh, be aware of illness in them. And 
All colds are not created equal. All flus are not created equal. And understandably, individuals who are older, those things would affect them more seriously. Older people tend to react, number two, react differently to medication than younger people. Very, very important. Um, if you are a caregiver with members of your family or just you just know individuals um, and you're in situations where you can go with them to the doctor's office or whatever, um, be very be very involved with their medication and how they take the medication. Remember, many times as individuals get older, they forget to take their medication. And I'm going to suggest that probably most of them are on maybe five or more medicines and they get them mixed up. And understandably, that itself can be a medical problem. Uh, so this is one of the one of the areas that you can be very supportive and very helpful of individuals who are of a certain age, particularly if they take medication. Number three, older people have reduced energy reserves. Um, a lot of times they just don't feel like doing stuff, you know, and that that's a part of um, uh, that aging process. Now, certainly you can encourage them if 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 they're willing to to. Uh, participate, but just understand that this is a part of that process of aging, and it is normal. Uh, number four, cognition slows. This is thinking um, or processing information. Um, and one of the ways this shows up is with directions. Uh, you want them to do X, so they want to do X, but then they have to think about it. So, okay, I, I turn left, and then I turn right, and then I turn left again, even though they may have gone to this place many times, but it may very well be that they may have to think about it more now than they used to think about it. Number five, um, the musculoskeletal system, understandably, in those of us who are older, is less flexible. What does that mean? That means that uh, we, we uh, are able to protect ourselves less if we fall. Um, we may not be as strong. Um, and so injuries occur, occur more frequently. Um, hip fractures are extremely common in the very elderly. Number six, um, eyesight and hearing and hearing changes. Now, eyesight is pretty obvious. Um, uh, either you wear glasses, you don't wear glasses, you wear contacts, you don't wear contacts. But one of the areas that may be more subtle in aging is hearing, hearing. What happens is that the 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 inner ear cells, they're, they're actually they're called hair cells within the inner ear, uh, have a very, very uh, nuanced and important relationship with the brain uh, in terms of vibration. Uh, it affects balance. Um, and so many times, um, individuals, as they age, their hearing begins to diminish, diminish. And again, some faster than others, right? So it's one of the areas that you want to make sure that they have checked out. If they need a hearing aid, then they should get a hearing aid. This is also important in terms of their um, um, communication skills or their socialization skills. Uh, and so that's very important. Uh, and it's a very, very common issue in individuals who are aging. Uh, and number eight, and finally, um, sleep becomes more fragmented. And we've talked before on these podcasts, the importance of sleep in terms of mental, physical, and spiritual health. We want to get good sleep because when we're sleeping, it's where our subconscious takes over and sort of cleans up a lot of the things that, that have happened mentally when we were awake, uh, when we were conscious. Uh, so it's an important process uh, to keep us at, at, our, at our strongest and most effective um, status. 
So how do you adapt to some of this? So so what do you do? We, we talked about some of the things that make the aging um, more challenged or having more challenges than those who are not as old. So what, what are some of the adaptive things that we can do uh, or help them do uh, for these things? Number one, when individuals who are older, again, I'm talking about basically 60-year-olds or older, but it could be younger. It could be someone 50-year-old. Make sure, uh, or if you're one of those people, make sure uh, that you know which medications you're taking. Let's say you're on chronic medications for some uh, condition, uh, and that you know the appropriate dosage, and that you know when those medications should be stopped. Much injury and difficulty health-wise occurs with ironically, with medications that we physicians give patients to make them better, but either they are taken improperly or they're not taken at all, or patients continue to take in the medication because they've changed doctors, but the new doctor doesn't know about the medication, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, healthcare is doing better now in terms of tracking medications, but you may not always be able, you may not always, you may not always be that fortunate to be in a system where they ask you about your medications, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important for you to be in charge of that and make sure you ask them, um, take your medications with you if you need to, or, or did maybe a list and say, doctor, do I still need to take medication A, B, C, D, and go over the dosage um, and know, especially when those medications should be stopped. Number two, be physically active, of course, and that's always a plus. Walking is good. And so don't hesitate to walk. Don't necessarily feel that you need to join a gym membership. Just walk and walk regularly uh, and, and walk at your own pace. Uh, make sure, number three, you eat enough protein. Usually that means meat. Um, because one of the things that happens sometimes as we age is our appetite may change. Um, and we tend to eat less and less and less. It's just part of the process sometimes. And again, it varies with different people and it varies uh, with different individuals who may be the same age. Number three, uh, number four, make sure you drink enough liquids. Now we always talk about this, uh, but a point I wanna make is drink water or liquids even when you're not thirsty. Let me say that again. Drink water or liquids even when you're not thirsty. Because sometimes we say, well, I'm not thirsty, so I don't really need to drink. Uh, no, just get in the habit of doing it. Just get in the habit of doing it. The body needs that hydration to be able to function properly. Um, and so it's just something that we can consciously do and we should do on a regular basis. I uh, do exercises, but particularly exercises that have to do with balance and resistive uh, types of exercise, pushing against things, uh, push-ups, sit-ups, those types of things. Um, do them uh, at your own pace, but that helps a lot of times. Have your eyes checked, and that's a given. Um, if you need to get a hearing aid, get a hearing aid. And again, so you may want to have your hearing checked, particularly if people around you saying, um, you know, are, are suggesting that maybe you're not hearing them uh, or, or you're not responding appropriately. And importantly, and this is the last adaptation tip for the aging, is do not exercise, drink alcohol, or eat heavy meals within about two to three hours of bedtime. Why? Because many times that may make it more difficult for you to have um, a good sleep 
And as we mentioned before, it's very important for you to have a good sleep. We are all living longer. That's a good thing. But along with that longevity, uh, we have to be aware of how to better take care of ourselves and better take care of those around us. Information from the CDC um, has shown that the life expectancy in the United States is approximately 79 years. Uh, that's longer than it used to be a number of years ago. But what's interesting, um, in some countries, particularly in the U.S., um, the life, our life expectancy is less than other developed, comparable developed countries. Uh, uh, suggestion is that we may be more stressed um, and may not take as many vacations or relax as much. And some studies are, are suggesting that. So my point very simply is to continue to live long and thrive, um, make sure that we manage our stress levels um, and don't sweat the small stuff. It is not uncommon that when we get to, to that 60-year-old uh, level, and I, I'm telling you, I can remember when I when I first became 60 years of age, I used to say that 60 was the new 40. <laughs> so some of you may have said that, I don't know. But some of the questions that we begin to ask ourselves when we get to be about 60 years of age is, um, um, uh, what what do I do about this pot belly? Why do I have this big stomach? And what, what can I do to get rid of that? Um, how can I improve my sleep? Another one is, I'm having trouble remembering names. Is this dementia? And as we mentioned earlier, no. Uh, another one is, do I need, do I really need that colonoscopy or mammogram? The answer is yes. Um, another question at 60 years of age, individuals ask is, um, what should I do to get back in shape? Diet and exercise. Um, and finally, do I really need to stop driving? Um, uh, and that answer is, uh, if you are comfortable driving and you pass your DMV test and you're legally allowed to drive, then ideally it's okay to drive. If, on the other hand, uh, you feel that there are uh, problems with your driving, um, it is probably um, a good idea to seek medical advice uh, in terms of why it's a problem for you um, and then go from there. Happy aging is a blessing. Uh, whatever, and I can tell you uh, many years, I've had <laughs> patients tell me, uh, particularly 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, they'd say something like, old doctor, don't get old. Getting old is terrible. Uh, you have to run around to all these doctor appointments. You have to take all these medications and everything hurts and, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. But my point is, um, it is a blessing to age or to be able to age. And so what we want to do here at Healthy, Wealth, and Wise with our podcast is to help you do that and be happy at the same time, to help you enjoy your blessing and be happy at the same time. Remember that knowledge is power. So take up a habit, um, read more, um, um, listen to more podcasts, uh, do something that allows yourself to grow uh, and, and that you take charge of. It is very important, I believe, particularly in health of the body, mind, and spirit, that we frequently visit our belief systems. Uh, because a lot of times, many of us have flawed belief systems, 
that end up making us more um, unhealthy than they should. Uh, And remember, as we've said on previous podcasts, what we believe affects how we think. How we think affects how we feel, and how we feel affects how we act. So that's something that we want to do regularly as we age is go back to those belief systems, particularly when we believe something that's negative or makes us feel bad. I go back to that because many times those belief systems are flawed and can certainly be changed. Uh, And again, as I said before, knowledge is power. Uh, And so the more you learn, many times that itself uh, is, is empowering. Start a podcast or do something similar to that. But whatever you do, keep moving mentally and physically. I do believe that as is in keeping with the philosophy of our podcast, that we all become caregivers for those who are aging. Now, we're aging ourselves, but there's some who are aging faster than we are, and we can see it. Um, And so and what, what I mean by being a caregiver, among other things, is be respectful, be kind. Be patient to those who are older than us. Um, uh, Do not oversimplify uh, or or treat them as if they are not not important. Uh, And there have been some some, some suggestions that in other countries, particularly um, in parts of uh, uh, Asia and and other places, uh, that the, the elderly may tend to be more respected and more revered than maybe in the United States. And I'm not sure whether all that's true or not. But again, that d- doesn't change the fact that we should all be caregivers for those who are aging, including ourselves. Uh, and I believe that that will help to make the world a better place. I think there is something called happy aging, and I think happy aging is something that we can all do. Uh, like everything else, it is, it is something, it is a process that we have to intentionally make happen. In summary, aging is very important and honest aging is something that we should practice and happy aging is something that we should achieve. Normal forgetfulness is not dementia. It is not a disease. It is something that's normal uh, and it's something that we experience uh, through uh, different periods of life. Aging individuals are different as they get older, meaning 60, 70, and 80 years of age. And so we have to be more circumspect with their health care and with things that physically and mentally happen to them. However, we need to be more patient. We need to be more respectful. Uh, and we need to be more grateful for those who are older than we are um, because they have, they have taught us. And if we are blessed, we will follow in their footsteps. As always, I like to end with my basic principles. And my first basic principle is that God is in charge. I am a physician of faith, and I believe that God's help in my life has has allowed me um, to uh, be where I am today and to be as happy and as productive um, uh, and and, and joyful as I am today. Um, Second, I, I don't have any bad days. I've learned that uh, about 30 years ago, that days were good or bad when I said they were. So I decided that I would not have any more. I have good days or great days. Number three, principle number three, don't sweat the small stuff. Most stuff is small. Uh, I have learned that whenever something bothered me or I perceived something to be negative, that most of the times I was wrong, uh, but most of the times it didn't matter anyway. So so I, I have learned to let all that go. 
Uh, number four, forgiveness is therapy. Whenever someone does or says something to us that, again, we perceive as being negative, immediately forgive them. does not matter who's right or wrong. Uh does not matter what the facts are. Forgive them. And you will find that is therapeutic. And number four, and finally, everything is a relationship. Relationships are based on three things, mutual respect, mutual trust, good communication. If you have those three things, you have a good relationship. If you do not, you have work to do. If you would like to hear more of these podcasts or some of the podcasts that you may have missed, uh, you're welcome to subscribe uh, to our podcast. Uh, you go to www.buzzsprout.com forward slash 21010003. Um, uh, that's www.buzzsprout.com forward slash 21010003. And finally, be the change that you want to see in the world. Thank you and have a wonderful day.